Yeah, so Parkinson's law basically says, like, any work you have, it'll expand to fill the allotted time you have yes, for it. Yes, yes, so, yes. So, which, which explains why we do so well under time pressure and procrastinate so well, right? If we give ourselves three hours to do an assignment, we're going to finish it in those three hours because we know the deadline's mm-hmm. at 11.59. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Overdue, where we cover stories of certified project starters and entrepreneurs, from college students to accomplished professionals. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Overdue. In this episode, me and Isar sat down for our first solo conversation. We talked about our freshman year, what we did, what we learned, who we were when we came into our freshman year, as well as where we see ourselves moving forward. This is the first of a two-part series, considering this episode went a little longer, went around an hour and a half, so we decided to cut up into two parts. This next one that will be coming out in the following days is a little bit more specific to a certain path that our conversation went down. So I hope you all enjoy. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Didn't do too much today. My summer classes started, so I'm in physics and calc. So just by the sound of that, you could tell it's somewhat of a grind, but not too bad. Started the day off with that and then went along with it. Went to the gym for a little bit. Came home, showered, had to get my glasses fixed. Yeah. I feel like taking some, like, because physics and calc are, like, technical classes. Yeah. They're not, like, and I feel like summer classes is when you should take, or it would be more advantageous to take some more abstract, like, thought classes. Yeah. Like, whether it's, like, public speaking. I don't know if you could do that, but that's just an example. Yeah. Like, marketing or something that's not as, like, numbers and, com- like, computational and that type of stuff. Just because you're out of that practice of thinking. And you could also make the argument that it keeps you in that practice of thinking, which makes it easier in the fall. Right. But uh, they're, they're definitely... Do you think they'll be harder now? Okay. All of all of their things held constant, right? So, like, the class is just as difficult in its material. Do you think that it would be easier in the summer? <coughs> do you think that it would be easier in the summer or in the fall? Okay, well, just are we are we like taking the into... the environment that's going around, around you. Are we taking to, into account, like, timing? Like, summer being faster paced? No. Okay. Uh, I think it's easier in the fall. And that because of the environment. So in the summer, you're surrounded by family and friends who might not necessarily be in classes, who aren't necessarily doing the same things as you. Whereas in the fall, we're all in school. We're all studying. We're all doing our thing, like, with classes. So it's just more – it's just easier to, like, stay – uh, focused on class than it is in the summer. Yeah, no, I, I agree, but you also have more time in the summer. That's true. Because you're not, you're only taking two classes. But I feel like in the summer, I, think, I guess I there's, think it's there's... all relative to the individual at the end of the day. Yeah. Because, I mean, we were just talking about this, but like with my Fin 300 class, I don't know anyone else is taking it in the summer. And at school, I'd just be around other people that are taking it. So yeah. it would make it a lot easier in that sense. But at the same time, though, I think for accountability's sake, I don't know. <laughs> We're just going to deal with it. Yeah. For for those of you, uh, well, whatever. We'll, we'll, this may or may not be in it, but we got like three lights to our left because we're in my garage. You know, it really sets sets the laid back vibe. Yeah. But uh, my garage isn't the most fancy in the world. We'll put it at that. So these these lights are going in and out around us, you know. But yo, I don't know why this is jogging my memory. You ever seen Tangled? Yeah. You know when they light up the whatevers and they go over there at the end? 
Yeah. Oh, wait. No, I have no clue what you're talking about. Like, when they're Rapunzel and they're in the boat. Yeah. And then she's out with that dude. Oh, and they the go, end. like, and then they set off the, lan- those, like, the like little the lantern things. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, Disney, bro. What was the... What, hmm, I guess... In- interesting question, I guess. This man may not be in it. Um, what Disney... Okay, not necessarily Disney. What movie or show do you think shaped you most as a kid? And I think that the... Like, okay, the ones that come to your head first... Even if you can't necessarily put together why those like made you who you are, just the fact that you remember them probably means they had a big impact on you. Like for me, the first one, okay, if we're talking pure volume of how much I watched, and I get random thoughts all the time on like, oh, I remember that movie. I remember that. I remember what I was feeling when I watched that movie. Um, but I watched Scooby Doo so so much when I was young. Yeah. That was my show, and I think. That complements my personality, like, so much in terms of not necessarily um, correlational, but causational, um, that that had a big impact on who I was. Because I was just so obsessed with that problem solving <laughs> as a child that I'm watching these shows and I'm like, bro, it's him, it's him. Like, you know, it's him. And then at the end of the day, like, unmask him and it's not him. And I'm like, what yeah. is this, bro? But uh, I, I remember being so passionate about it. I'd sit down for hours, I'd be watching. Bro, like, that that was my show when I was young. I feel like, I don't know why it shaped me, but I feel like this is the one movie that comes to my mind. It's it's Cars, and it's just because yeah. I, w- I watched that movie so many times. I had it on DVD, like, <laughs> DVD, we don't even use those anymore, but... Yeah. Yeah, I had it on DVD in my house. I'd watch it, like, once every other week, and I feel like, I don't know why, but I think it just... It had a huge impact on me just because of how much I used to watch it. Maybe it was because it's a very, like, adventurous movie. At the same time, yeah. it's it's just a good movie. Yeah. No, that... Cars is a classic, bro. Yeah. And, I mean, I... Bro, I... Uh, it wasn't even too long ago, bro. It was, like, six months ago. I rewatched the ending, bro. And I'm not even... Bro, this was... Car- Cars 1, right? Yeah. Cars 1. Yeah, okay. I'm sitting, I'm watching the ending. Like, I'm in college. I'm a, I'm a 19-year-old male. And I'm tearing up again, bro. I'm yeah. like, bro, like, bro, Lightning Queen really put a Donico, Donico, Donico. Yeah. What's his name? The green one? No, the the blue one. Donico. Donico. Yeah. Chick is the green one, right? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Shout out Chick, bro. Yeah. But it really like that shit. That had me emotional, bro. Yeah. And I I, I can only imagine how I I don't remember like specific time when I was young when I was watching it, but I can only imagine that. Because you don't really understand the full picture at the time. Yeah. Because now we can put that into a simple message of, like, you know, it's not all about winning and that there's things that are a lot deeper than that. But at the time, you can't put it into words. Yeah. But it's so powerful to you. And you don't really understand why. Yeah, at the time, you're just seeing it. He's, like, pushing Dinoco across the finish line, and you're, like... Yeah. You're just, like, thinking about how great of a moment it is. And now we're looking back on it, we're, like... It's the journey that to the that the journey that's more important than winning the trophy in the end. <laughs> yeah, the Piston I, Cup. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why, and that's what's so interesting to me about conveying thoughts and ideas through stories, and how that can be so much more powerful. Because when I think of the most powerful quotes and most powerful messages I can think of, they're all attached to stories because they don't have any substance without without the story to him. Yeah. You know? 
because you almost understand what the message is like as you're hearing the story but then that there's that final hitting line that really cap like puts it puts everything into that one sentence and packages it with so much meaning that it just hits like that's exactly what i was trying to say but i just never get there yeah and this actually could be a good flow in the where we're going with this but there was this one quote that i heard that i just love it's um by the man himself that i mention a lot andrew huberman nope then who uh the probably the second one that actually i don't know if i've mentioned him to you as much okay uh, alex ramosi yeah you have i, I, I have me mentioned a him a lot yeah but he has a quote that says, and I love this because I, I couldn't really put it into words as well as he could. It was, wait, hold up. These lights are throwing me off, bro. I'm not going to lie. Looking to my left. It's whatever. Um, oh, it's, you don't become confident by shouting affirmations in the mirror, but by building a stack of undeniable evidence that you are who you say you are. I'll work yourself out. And that, that's basically what I've been that's been the driver of my whole freshman year, implicitly. I just couldn't really put it into words like that. And it's all just been about stacking up evidence to prove to myself that I am who I, who I want. Who, okay, stacking up evidence for the claim that I am who I want to be. And that's pretty much what it's all been about. And I love that quote because at the end of the day, it's all about action. It's yeah. The biggest thing, just telling myself, action, action, action. Don't talk about it. Do it. Oh, you want to start a podcast? I want to start a podcast? Okay, let's do start, it. set it up. Let's yeah. do it Thursday. And that's just, I mean, that's just how it's been. But do you think that there's, if you were to sum up your freshman year, maybe one quote like that, that was your driver, or maybe we could like reverse engineer it. You have a story, and then we can maybe get the meaning out of that that really sums up your freshman year. What do you think it would be? Yeah, so I think more than a quote, I think there's just, a word, which is just opportunity. I think going to a school that has so much opportunity, mm-hmm. like you can obviously attest to that too, since mm-hmm. we go to the same school, but uh, going to a place with so many opportunities just to meet people, just to get involved in things like just the minute, the minute we got to campus, the opportunity just to meet all these people in just in your dorms, in your classes, these people who at least for me, I thought were way smarter than me, which I still think they're way smarter than me or they're smarter than me in their own aspects like i'd go to class i'd see someone who's like there's just one kid it's kind of weird but he was like obsessed with like trains and train maps and like <laughs> yeah. but yeah it's weird but at the same time he's like a total nerd about it and insanely knowledgeable about that or someone who's insanely knowledgeable about like sports analytics who yeah. taught me all these things about like nba stats that i can't even like he like calculated something about like how many times like Damian Lillard was dribbling. And this is like during our calc discussion, he's like mm-hmm. telling me about like Damian Lillard's dribbles up and down the court and what that tells you about his statistics and this and that. I'm like, holy crap. I had no clue. Like all of that goes into calculating NBA stats. And it's just like the opportunities to learn from people who may not. Yeah. There might be, they might be smarter than me like overall, but they all have their like own niche their yeah, own their yeah. own like their own niche yeah. so i think like being able to take that opportunity just to like talk to people and learn was like that's like my quote that i would sum up freshman year to be like yeah. taking every opportunity to learn yeah i love that and that i think i mean i guess my quote that i would put that into just because i have a lot of these that you know i used to i used to follow all those like cringy instagram accounts back in the day that were like 
posting all these quotes and everything. So I have some branded in my Sunset memory. quotes? Yeah, sunset quotes, <laughs> I guess. Um, but I guess the one would be that for that would be you can learn something from everybody. Yeah. Everybody knows something that you don't. And there were some people I met. Oh, ooh, that was bad. There were some people I met this freshman year that I just shut up and listened. Like, I met um, my friend Eric down the hall knows so much about sports betting. And, like, he's, like, crunching all these numbers. He's like, yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking Najee gets in the end zone tonight. Um, but, like, there was all, always rhyme and reason to it. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, I'm seeing these. I hope just checking them off. Like, like I, someone, like, a fifth reception for Allen Robinson, that never happens. But that's just an example yeah. of, like, <laughs> and he's just checking off. Oh, I, I hit that one. I'm like, bro, how are you doing? Yeah. And then I, I remember being at a little meetup and then hearing um, – it's actually a friend of Eric, ironically enough. I didn't process that in my head, but his name's Pranav. And he's sitting down and he's explaining to me all about all about this artificial intelligence that he's doing undergrad research for here at U of I. And and I'm just like, Wow. I'm like, Well, I didn't I didn't say a word. I was just I mean, I he was just going on, I was asking questions. This man knows so much. And at a school I mean, this is something that was a lot different than high school, but in high school everybody's kind of taught the same thing. No one's really taking any classes. Anyone else isn't. You're kind of all going through the same pipeline. Then you get to college. You choose your different majors. And there's all these people that know so much about something that you know nothing about. And that's what I love about high school. That's I mean, that's what I love about college. That's what I love about having a podcast where we can interview those people so we can just sit down, yeah. shut up, and be like, tell us everything you know so we can get one-fourth of it and add it to our, add it to our brain. But, yeah, no, I, I love that. I love that. I think what we can transition to next is, so we have some questions for those of you guys listening, um, lined up of just pretty much our freshman year. That was one that we wanted to cover a little bit, but transition to this one. We talked a lot with uh, these last five guests, these last seniors, last graduating seniors, all about connecting their dots, looking through their four years of college and what moments really define them. And you can really only connect those dots looking forward. I mean, looking backward, not looking forward. So now that we're at the end of our freshman year, we can look back on it and see what moments defined us, right? So for you, what three moments do you think were the defining moments of your freshman year? I think the first one was getting a 74 on my first chemistry exam. (laughs) Dude, I walked. So it was a CBTF exam and... Uh, I honestly didn't know what to expect because CBT, so like CBTF is, you you probably know, but for those of you who don't know, it's like, they have this like computer test, it stands for computer-based testing facility where you basically go into the basement of the library and you take a test on a computer and it tells you right away whether it's right or wrong and you have to use this super like cheap calculator that yeah. they give you and you can't use your own fancy calculator or anything, but that's besides the point, like. We have we have no, to get used to those. It's but painful. You yeah. just feel like, you know, there's there's definitely something to be said about like seeing them go wrong, and then you're like, okay, my max score is a seventy six now. Yeah, it's like you get one more wrong. Oh no, it's seventy two. It's just slowly. No, it's down. it's it's just it's just downhill. You walk in there, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna get a hundred. Then then you start getting a few wrong. You're like, all right, I'll be happy with the eighty. All right, I'll be happy with the sixty. Yeah, and then man. it's just, but They're yeah, lowering expectations. And before you get into the story, just for a little context. Isar is a smart kid, so I, I know that you won't come out and say it yourself, so that's pro- that's why this is probably going to hit hit so hard, but uh, here, let's, let's hear the story, man. Yeah, so everyone, 
everyone always told me like college exams are way harder. So like this exam's coming. Me, me and my friend are studying for, we studied for like five days before. I think we were just studying nonstop. We're in Granger Library, getting booking the rooms, writing on the whiteboards, acting like we're chemists and all that we're like and then we're like the test is coming we're like all right we're gonna ace this like we felt so ready we walk into the we walk into the cbtf take our exam it's nothing like anything we imagined and we ended up getting i got like a 74 he got like a 78 we both got c's on it and we were like okay this is not high school like like this is college this is the the game yeah this is the real deal things are different and then come the next exam like I, I feel like that was a defining moment for me because it, it kind of taught me that it taught me academics in college. It's not going to be what's necessarily just taught in class or what's in lecture notes. You have to go above and beyond, do every problem in the problem set, mm-hmm. go over, go over them, watch videos from YouTube, whatever it might be, read extra stuff from the textbook just to actually get an A on an exam. Cause getting an A in college as you can probably attest to this too, is not Okay, well, maybe right. it's a little uh, easier because besides business majors, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot harder. Yeah, so I think I think that just like showed me that all right, this is gonna be tough. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, gotta gotta change up from high school. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's go back and forth. You give me your first. Okay. Um, I think I'm gonna do chronologically, and that works out perfectly because yeah. I take that that was during the first week. Um, okay. Okay, I I have the three in my head. I have the three in my head. And then maybe if, if I, like, I could switch it up. Um, I think my first would be right about in November, mid-November. Um, I'm just, I, I, we, we've talked about this before, but for the first few months of school, I was really locked in the gym. That was my whole thing. I probably spent five hours at the arc a day because I was like, I have all this time. I don't know what to do with it. So go to the gym, meet my lifting goals. And I'm like, okay, um, let's switch it up. What else can we improve upon what domains of life, I guess, are we not hitting in? And I'm like, well, I'm kind of broke right now. You know, let's let's work on that. So I'm like, okay, how do I make money? So I try stocks. I try sports yeah. betting. I just dive into these things. I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I like, and I'm like, I admit, and then I get aware of why it's probably not the best way to go. So what I end up doing is I end up hitting a lift with a third, go to eat afterwards, just eat in that Ike. And I'm just talking about what I was talking about now. I'm like, I want to make money. I don't know exactly how, but I'm going to try. And he's like, you know, you know a lot about this lifting stuff. Maybe maybe you should try to monetize that skill. And I'm like, I got nothing better to do. Why not try, right? So from there, that was when the fine trajectory was formed. This is actually our first podcast episode. Now we're on podcasts, I don't know. This should 12, be 12. 12, 13. We've been doing this for three months now. Um but yeah, that's when Defined Trajectory was formed. Pretty much grinded that for about three months. I would be making workout programs for people for about $15. I'd be spending like two hours on them. I'd be putting in a ton of time for them because I wanted to see each of these people actually reach their lifting goals, right? Like that was what was, that was what was, val- that was what was very valuable to me. End up getting to a point where I, maybe I'm getting these, getting the, giving these lessons and I'm like, these relationships I'm building with these people are way more valuable than the like ten, fifteen dollars that are going in my pocket afterwards. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I remember sitting down in my work with my friend, and he's like, "You're gonna make a lot more money than this one day." If we're talking about hourly rate, so I wouldn't be in it for that. Like, yeah, it's a good point. 
Yeah, that's a good point. You know? Yeah. I, I shouldn't be doing this for the money because this is an unscalable service. Cool. Whatever. But I learned so much from that. There was a lot about entrepreneurship, about what doesn't work. I think that's probably the biggest thing you learn from your first startup is what doesn't work. You learn how to set up a website. You learn how to do all that boring stuff. And yeah, yeah, I learned a lot from that. Learned a lot from that. And I think that's where the entrepreneurial kick really got me. Entrepreneurial bug hit, hit me hard, hit me hard, man. But I think that would be my first defining moment. That's good, yeah. That, that little spark lit up in you. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it, it hit me hard, bro. But yeah, now yeah. this guy just wants to keep starting things. Yeah, no, well, no. <laughs> well, I think I've. I was talking with my friend about this the other day, because we had a friend that we always see on stories like, oh, he's running snowball, snow blowing business, and he's lawn mowing business, and this, then this, then this, and then it kind of gets to a point where it's like, okay, dude, like, what, what are you doing, like? Like, like pick something, stick to it? Yeah, yeah, like pick something, stick to it. And, I mean, we started to find trajectory, kind of just hit a wall because we realized we couldn't scale it and there was nothing that made us different. So, I'm like, okay, cool. Then we started the podcast and we're still going, we're still going with this. I am very confident that we're going to go with this for a really long time. Um, just because we're in it for the infinite reasons. We're not motivated by any number or yeah. anything that we're going to necessarily reach. So... Yes. Where was I going with that? I lost my train of thought. Um, I complete. Oh, oh, okay. Wait, okay. I'm getting it back. Um, but We're yeah, about the, like then some... I started the digital marketing thing with Max. Right. Uh, says so. And those two are going to, are still going and I'm confident that Sesso will be going for a while because again, that's in it for like infinite things. I'm in it for right. skills. I'm, yeah. in, I'm in it to build those relationships. So that's, not why um sorry about that everybody we had some mic issues um just like the stands are starting like to said, fall we're filming in a garage yeah, yeah we're filming in a garage we're doing what we can but yeah so just to cut back on that i want to just hit on that idea real quick i think that starting things could be a problem like can definitely be a problem if you're always saying yes to everything then you're just going to spread yourself way too thin. And that's something that I've realized I've done in the past with a lot of things. Um, you could really only, we were just talking about that, I feel like you'd really focus on two things or things within different domains of life. Like, for example, the gym is one domain of life. It's fitness, health, and then maybe you have your money thing, so your business thing, and then your family. Like, there's all those different domains of life, and I think you could really only have, like, one in each. One or two in each domain going on at a time. But that, that would be what I would be thinking about when it comes to just starting anything new. But okay, let's go back. Uh, yeah, let's go back to what you were saying. What do you think would be your second defining moment of your freshman year? I feel like, so I have my three laid out. I said my first, I know my third. My second one I'd say is, it's it's like a bunch of little things combined. It's It was learning how to live on my own, learning how to kind of like take care of myself, whether I came to eating or time management or sleeping. So I think one of the big defining moments was when I just didn't like the food in the dining hall rather than like trying to find something there. I just ended up like stopped. I, I stopped eating in the dining hall. I ended up going out for like a week or I remember when I was running out of like time and like energy, um, I was cutting out things for my life that were making like my day my days go by better my 
like week go by easier like the first one to go was like working out I remember that happened like late first semester when like things actually like kind of get hard and a little bit early second semester or a little bit in second semester also so it was just trying to figure out that balance of like time and I, I never got that kind of like nailed down um during freshman year I'd say but I think I, I've kind of figured it out in the beginning of this summer and I want to see how I can see that's what I'm saying like my second one's not like that defined it's, but yeah it's more but, abstract yeah so but I think that like like what like what I was saying about time like I've kind of figured it out this summer and I kind of want to test this theory out in the fall so I learned this thing called Parkinson's law if mm. have you heard of it yeah yeah. I don't remember where. I think I just heard about it yesterday. Yeah. I yeah, like Paul and Luke Clancy's um, Your Mindset Matters. So I'll plug that real quick. I went to that. It was a great time. And I, th- I believe that's where I heard it. But continue. Yeah. So Parkinson's Law basically says, like, any work you have, it'll expand to fill the allotted time you have yes, for it. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes. Which, which explains why we do so well under time pressure and procrastinate so well, right? If we give ourselves three hours to do an assignment, we're going to finish it in those three hours because we know the deadline's mm-hmm. at 11.59. Mm-hmm. But if we give ourselves three weeks to do it, it we're not going to accomplish very much in those three weeks. Yeah. So I've been trying that same thing this summer. Obviously, I have less of a s- defined schedule. So to try to figure out like that time management, obviously, it'll be easier to do in the fall. But like today, for example, um, I've been trying to schedule out my day. So today, for example... Uh, I went to the gym and usually I go to the gym for like an hour 45, Mm. two hours sometimes in the summer because I have a lot of time in the summer and Mm. uh, most of my friends go to my gym. So then it turns into like a social event. Mm -hmm. But um, I've started this thing where I've cut down that two hours to try to be an hour 15. And I've been trying to see if I can still work out to that same capacity, sweat the same amount, get my get burn the same amount of calories, get the same like get, get the same results that I was getting in that two hour workout now in an hour and 15, uh, because I've, I'm only allotting an hour and 15 minutes of time to do that. And the way I've been forcing myself to get that hour and 15 is scheduling something literally 15 yeah. minutes after, because yeah. obviously if I say I want to be done by three fifteen, but I have nothing until like five o'clock, like if I'm not done at three I'll be like, whatever, I'll be here till three, three forty five. By having something scheduled at 3.30, that, like, forces you – it builds that natural time pressure of finishing something on time. And I've noticed that I have been able to get, like, things done to the same extent that I wanted. And I think, like, next semester I want to try that more um, to try to just be able to do that with school. Um, just schedule out my day more so that um, I can get things done in less time. Yeah, I love that. I, I, I really like that. And – I think I remember kind of not necessarily knowing the law, but coming to understand that and like, I don't know, like senior year, I was like, I'm like, the more I schedule, I'm still going to find a way to get everything done. Like, I can't see myself not going to the gym. I will find a time to go. Maybe I won't be going as much, but I'll find a time to go. Maybe I'm not there as long, but I'm going to make time to go. And I mean, I think that's how everything is is if you truly care about something, you'll be able to make the time for it. And, no, yeah, I, I think you really hit, hit the note on that. And, like, that's something that I think I could do a little better, actually, in my summer. Because I'm only working 12 hours a week, and that, along with um, 
my summer class, which I'm probably going to spend like 10 hours a week on. Those are really my only real time commitments when it comes to blacked out, um, like, like where I need to do them. So I think scheduling my days would definitely be something I could I could get a lot more out of my days. So I, I like that. I'm I'm definitely gonna apply that to where I'm at. Um, yeah. So I I'll, I'll go to my second one, I guess, and mine would probably be. I mean, it, I I guess it's a little obvious and it's not that out there, but I mean, I th- this podcast would probably be the next one. Is we're just chilling in my. We're just chilling outside par far, just as any freshman would be doing. Um, I had mentioned to a third if I wanted to start a podcast at one point for the sole reasons of being able to talk better, to be being able to listen better and just have like that awesome vehicle to talk to some awesome people. And he's like, oh, yeah, like Isar was interested in doing that as well. And I didn't really know Isar liked that at the time. Um, but I don't know. We just end up being outside par far one night. We're talking just about random stuff, and he's like, "Yeah, like, do you want to start one with me?" I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it." And like, I'm, he's like, "I, I'll book the room for whatever." And like, I think that was the moment that I was like, "Okay, this is someone I want to do this with," because someone that says like, "Okay, I'm gonna book it then," is like, "That's my type of person," because <laughs> I'm all about okay, when we do it, when we do it. I've been talking with my friend, me and my friends have been talking about skydiving for like a year. And then we get to this, it's the summer now. And like the last like two weeks, it's just been about like, I'm like haggling them for emails, haggling them. Like, Are you okay with this? Are you okay with this time? And it's just like, and every now and then, I mean, I do this too. It's normal. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, we can talk about it later. I'm like, not nah, like we're doing it now or we're never doing it. And I'm like, it's just this constant dialogue of like, okay, let's get it done. Let's do it. Cause I'm tired of talking about it because I'm, that, that just pisses me off, honestly. Um, but yeah, that's when I knew I was like, yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be a good partnership. And then also I could tell that you said, I think I hadn't even said the reasons I wanted to do it yet. And you were very adamant about doing it for the skills and doing it for just, just to do it. Not as much like throw on a resume or something like that. And yeah, for that reason, I was like, yeah, this is, this is a good idea. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. And I also, from this, I've learned a lot about not caring about what other people think. Because I naturally, I use, I don't want to get into this too much, not for the sake of, like, insecurity, just because I don't want to get on a tangent. Yeah. But I was so bad about what other people thought, and I was used to be incredibly awkward. Um, cool. Whatever. Now we're here. Uh, I still had that in me a little bit, right? And the voice is always there. It's just about whether or not I listen to it. And the more I listen to it, the more that the more the louder it gets over time. So I just pretty much keep telling it to shut up. <laughs> uh, but I remember posting the first reel. Actually, it was the first reel for Define Trajectory, and I'm like, bro, I'm tripping, bro. I'm tripping. I gotta click the submit button. My voice is on this, bro. And I like click submit, and then I had like 15 comments. We had like 15 comments under it. We ended up getting like 11k views and like k likes, which was pretty pretty cool. The support. But it was like 15 comments, all support from my friends. And one of them, I was like, oh, is he being sarcastic? I'm like, I can't tell. And I'm like tripping, like, and I'm checking, I'm like re-scrolling, I'm re-scrolling. And I'm, I'm like, okay, just let it go, man. Let it go. I remember being in the sauna talking to my friend and just calling like, call me. And it sounds like I'm like, it sounds like I'm just being dramatic, but that's just how I am with it. But then over time, like, 
by the second and third one, I'm just clicking something and clicking something. Because you just realize it doesn't matter. And I think there was a lot of personality growth for me there. And also, I make jokes about the podcast all the time. Yeah. Not because I don't take it seriously, just because I know that how other people... I know how a lot of other people perceive podcasts. And I yeah. just joke about it because... Um, yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, I think I've had a lot of growth when it comes to just not caring what other people think, just through the putting myself out there on social media because I hate social media, bro. <laughs> I mean, I love it as a tool to yeah. connect with people, but I'm not a huge fan of it in general. Yeah. But, well, I want to I wanna go right off of that because my third thing was actually the podcast as well. Oh, really? Um, so you hit a lot of it. Um, but actually before the podcast, I think... Well, all the podcast, yeah. But before the podcast, also, like, as you know, I rushed business frats and then also um, had to, I, like, interviewed for a couple, like, internships and stuff over the summer. And that helped me a lot to, like, talk. And then that was where I was, like, all right, I want to get better at talking. And then that was, like, the whole podcast idea mm-hmm. came from that, which is why we started the podcast, like, March, right? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, I'll chime in there real quick. I think that. We haven't necessarily gotten better at talking yet. Be- well, I think now we are what we are currently doing because we are talking. But all those other ones, we're really just listening and asking questions. Yeah. So those ones, I think we got a lot better at listening and asking questions. I'm looking forward to doing these ones in the future. Yeah. Um, but I think now is when we're at, like, this currently, the current moment we're in is when we're actually getting better at talking. Continue, though. Yeah, so, you know, I, I agree with that. But, like, I wanted to add... Um, like, sorry, there was a train horn. I got distracted by that. Yeah. But what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So all those things that you said, like doing it for the skills, doing it to meet people, that was the big thing for me. I feel like the podcast being the def- being a defining moment for me was because of all the people we met through the podcast. We were able to learn all the stories of like all the people we've had on the podcast. We had like a guy who's crazy good at finance. We had, well, multiple people who are good at finance, but yeah. we had a photographer like all these people who just have crazy stories, really cool things they've done at U of I, done at their time in the summers during U of I, just like, just like over their last five six years, and it's just been really interesting for me and you as a freshman to learn about these like people who have done so much, and it's been interesting just to get to listen to their stories, and I feel like that defined freshman year at least for the second half of second semester for me, because having something like this as an outlet to go and learn and do something beyond class was a really like cool way for me to actually have something to do that's fun other than hang out with friends slash eat at the dining hall, go to the gym or do class. Mm. Like the podcast was like my like new fourth biggest thing that I could like work on and get like outside of all this classwork and, working out and stuff and actually learn and grow. So it was like a good new outlet to do something at the same time, but at the same time I was growing from that. So Yeah, I no, I, I agree on all points. And you said something that was actually going to lead perfectly into my third point. Um, yeah, which was going to lead perfectly into my third point. And my third one's more abstract again. <clears throat> okay. I, I was trying to put it into an actual moment. I think... Where it would actually be, I think going to the first cold plunge for me would be uh, my third one. Because that was a door that opened that 
Actually, no, going to the first jam session because that ended up getting, like, I ended up going to the cold plungers through that, I believe. Because this one I can more vividly remember. I remember, I don't know, I was out doing something. Get the text from Luke, like, hey, having people over if you want to come by. Um, optional topic. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it was. This is my address. Just walk right in. All right. <laughs> cool. He's, and he had pre pre told me previously that he only had a couple freshmen. So I was like, okay, it's probably going to expect that. Whatever. Get to the apartment. Um, I lucked out. You know, I couldn't get in without a key, but someone had walked in right before me. So sneaking right behind them, get on the elevator, go up to the room. And I'm like, I'm outside the room. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, I have no, I met him once. I met Luke once. And I'm like, I'm about to walk into this room. I have no idea who's going to be here. Like, I've, I met Luke once. I'm like, and he seemed like a really cool guy, but like, you know, you yeah, never know. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, here we go. Just like open the door, walk right in. Um, and then Luke was very welcoming. He's like, oh, yeah, like, oh, like, what's up, Austin? Like, this is another freshman, Nakunj. Uh, shout out Nakunj. And he's like, he's uh, working on this. You both like this. Just start talking. <laughs> I'm like, hey, what up, Nakunj? How we doing? <laughs> and then from there, you just start talking and talking. You get to meet all these cool people. Um, and that's where I really started to find the people that had aligned interests with me. Um, maybe not necessarily aligned viewpoints, but aligned interests and aligned values. Um, and I think that's something very interesting. Because there's a lot of people in that room that, I mean, I think I would disagree with a lot of things. Uh, but we're all, we all, we all can have like civil conversation. We're all just interested in whatever, what other people have to say. We're all question askers, not question answerers. And I think that's something that, those are the type of people I like to be around. And then going to the next cold plunge, I'm like, well, I'm about to jump in a lake. You know? It was just all about meeting as many people as I could. I remember I had an Excel spreadsheet for a few months where I just started <laughs> writing down everybody I met, their name. Yeah, their name and how I met them. And for one month, it was like 200 people. I'm like, whoa. Like, I met 200 new people this month. That is crazy. I'm going through this list, and it was just everyone I met at all these random locations, the gym, met them at the gym, jam sessions, some like real estate thing I went to. Uh, where else just would I be? Yeah, like a cold plunge. And I'm just putting together this huge list of all these people. I'm like, wow, I mean, some like, I mean, all these awesome people. And then, where, okay, I got off on a tangent there, but oh yeah, but it was just all about meeting all these people. And one more story that I'd like to. Share because I think there is something. I think that there's someone that like. I think there's value in what people could take from this. So I remember watching an Ale like an, a an Alex Ramosi clip that was like people above you. The way that the way that you can like secure those conversations with them, not in any shallow way, but just because there's people that you want to be. The Rohan, Jacob, and all them on recess last time we were talking about like friend crushes. Or people they they could just see that like they want to be friends with them because they could tell that they, they'd get along and there's someone that they want to be around. Um, and I think for us, as well as, like, a third, like, Rohan is that, was that for us, right? Yeah, yeah, you Just tell a very, like, well-put-together guy. Um, you was just someone we, the three of us, looked up to. Like, yeah, yeah. very well-put-together guy. Um, yeah, like, just someone we'd want to be in the future. And I was like, all right, like, this, like, this dude's cool. Like, how can I... And I'm also asking him for some favors. How can I... How can I not, like, 
I don't know. How can I provide him value in some way? Like something that he's like, oh, like thank you. And I'm like, I'm kind of brainstorming. I'm like, well, he just launched his app, and they're asking for like reviews on it. Like I'll just put together like some slide slide deck of like pretty much everything that I see that's awesome with the app, and everything that I see, could see that could be a little better. Cause I had all this time, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like let's do it. Just sitting, I just put together the slideshow. I'm going through the app, making screenshots, making comments. Uh, you know, I had the little aesthetic to it, and then I end up like meeting with him uh, to show him something, to ask him some questions about how I can improve in some area. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, like just for like all all these conversations you're giving me, I want to like show you that what you're doing. I like great. I appreciate. Like I don't want to just thank you with my words. I want to thank you with something I did. So I put together the slide deck for you, and we, like, we walked through it. We talked about like how Galleon can improve for a little bit, and he actually used that as like he was telling me use as like an example of something that he saw that like sticked out that like meant something for him. And I, I'm not saying that to I'm not some like amazing person or anything like that. If you want to meet these people that you perceive to be maybe above you, it's just try to find a way to provide them value in some way. And just do it. What's the result? You waste some time, you know. You learn something. Like I, I was going through. I was like trying to problem solve for them, and then it was. And I think it strengthened like our friendship in a lot of ways. Um, because Ron's an awesome guy that we I still talk to like all the time. So yeah, I think that would kind of be like all summed together my third defining moment. Third def- defining moments, I guess. But yeah, I. I really, I really like how you said like you met all these people at jam sessions, cold plunge gym, and I think like the really important thing about finding those people at like those places is that's where you find like-minded people, yes. which is what you were basically hitting at. Yeah, because the people who are at the jam sessions, they're curious. The people who are at cold plunges want to put themselves through mm-hmm. like a little bit of a struggle. Struggle because it said, Nah, that was a lot of struggle, bro. Bro, it was like 35, <laughs> windy, and we're like walking 7 a.m. too, right? We're like arguably trespassing for this, bro. We're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> jumping in that, bro. It was, it was, it was some man, yeah. So that, and then obviously the gym is just people who want to just it's just self betterment, right? Yeah, so we I think like in the sauna, yeah, the sauna yeah. too. Sauna's another place, so I think like all those places, like you want to find like minded people, yeah. just. You're going to find like-minded people to the places you go to the most. And yeah. that's just – that just goes to, like, the places you're going to most. But – That would wanna... be my biggest message from freshman year is if you want, the like, who you want to become and who you want to be surrounded by, go to the places that those people are at and do the things that that person would become, that like, that person would be doing. Yeah. It goes – that goes right to the quote that everyone's heard, you're an average of your five closest friends. Yes. The five, yes. Or the five people you spend the most time with. And during college, I've at freshman year, I have experienced that more than because you spend so much time with your friends during high school. You don't spend this much time with your friends. You're living with your friends. You're eating with your friends. You're in class with your friends, working at, whatever it might be. You're with mm. your friends. So if you make those five friends, people who are ambitious like you or are mm. like minded like you, then you're you're just going to be making yourself better uh, through every interaction you have with them. So, I mean, that's just. Yeah, that's I have a similar message as you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I mean I think a lot of these we relate on one because we're just similar. We had similar experiences and we're sort of similar personalities already. Yeah. So a lot of these are gonna be pretty similar. Especially because a lot of the things we've been doing we're doing